843-661-0937 is our number. I'm communicating as we speak, making sure we get, give me a minute here, Rev. Okay. Uh, fill right. in, fill in, Rev. Okay. Sing or something. <laughs> we won't sing, but uh, that was our musical interlude from Sultans of Swing. That was Dire Straits, of course. Sound like a rock and roll music DJ at this point. But, you know, pulling the coordination and uh, logistics of an interview together takes a little bit of time and effort, and you're working on it well, here. I actually hit the wrong... Fat fingers mm-hmm. and small buttons. I mean, I said six six one zero nine three seven. They're calling as we speak, but they wanted to make sure. I mean, it's just a lot of moving. Oh, you getting the numbers? I got you. Yeah, zero nine three seven. Yeah, that is important. One zero nine three seven, and I think I said zero zero three seven, and um, yeah. didn't catch it at the time. But anyway, <laughs> I think we've got it fixed and figured out now. Right. Uh, apologies to the president. That uh, you send the wrong number. Not, not, yeah, I mean, you know, send the wrong number to a lot of people. Just don't send the wrong number uh, to the former president. So uh, we think momentarily we'll have the um, the president, former president of the United States, Donald Trump, uh, with us here on Wake Up Carolina. Only us. And um, the I think they're trying to connect. Josh is doing the um, the producing work necessary to make one of these live forays uh, work, or you know, um, it, I, I still and it's a testament to you guys. It's not about me, and I mean this. Sincerely, I get a lot of credit for having a big mouth and a lot of opinions and knowing to some degree what's happening in in the world of politics. But we've amassed an audience that is significant enough for us to be relevant. So, um, and that's that's a testament to you, your interest in political activism, your willingness uh, to be a part of the game. And um, there's no bigger contest in politics on the planet than the American presidency. So I am honored that we have people running for governor. I'm honored that we have people running for the House of Representatives. I'm honored for all these very dignified public servants to come on the show and um, kind of discuss what they believe and why they believe these things. And um, Josh has given me yeah, kind we're, of the, we're the just two waiting for them. Yeah, I'm around. on the phone with them right now. That uh, It's the coordinator, and she's trying to connect. Him. Okay, okay. <laughs> and uh, so we've got the numbers straightened out. I just, I, I, For my satisfaction, I went back and read my text, and it was actually – you know, the fat fingers, oh, 0037. No. Uh, and I normally thoroughly, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm real, I mean, I'm overbearing about that. And um, I apologize. Uh, and, and, you know, but anyway, we're working it out That's now fun. in real time and lifetime. Uh, and I do think, I mean, we're not in New York. I mean, we're not in Los Angeles. We're not in Chicago. We're not in Dallas. We're not in Miami. We're not nationally syndicated. But I'm extremely honored to have this chair and this opportunity to speak, uh, you know, to the president once every now and then, uh, but to you every morning, and uh, and we've amassed, to some degree, uh, quantifiable uh, uh, influence. Is that fair to say? I mean, I don't think you and I set out to influence the political world. Um, I mean, I've told people before, I had an office with a couch that belonged to John C. Calhoun. I don't know that I had anywhere near his influence. <laughs> But, in that office, as I do over these airways, and, and radio is powerful. You give proper credit all the time because it's not us. I mean, it's the fact that people choose to tune in. And, and w- w- without you, we don't have a job. And Rev knows that. He's been in radio much longer than I have. But without, you know, the listenership that we've uh, amassed. And, and I tell Rev, if we can't win this market with conservative talk radio when there's no competitor, shame on us. But we've not only won the market, we've, um, we've created a product that I'm proud of. But I'm mostly proud that you have agreed uh, to participate in some way, shape, or form. And I didn't expect it to go exactly as planned. I mean, I didn't. I never do in these political endeavors. 
But um, but Josh is on hold right now, we think, with the campaign. And sooner than later, we hope to have former President Donald Trump join us uh, as the South Carolina primary is tomorrow. It is very different to me. And I guess in my time as an office holder, in my time as an observer, it's been more questioned. I mean, who makes it out of South Carolina? Who's the front runner? How does it shake out at the end of this of this primary process? This is the first time that I can remember we've had two candidates, one a former governor of South Carolina that um, coincidentally I got elected lieutenant governor at the same time Nikki got elected governor of South Carolina and Donald Trump, who is, I think, the force du jour in American politics today. And I think we have the former president on the phone, former president Donald Trump, has been kind enough to join us. Um, Mr. President, how are you, sir? Well, good morning. Thank you. Absolutely a blast and pleasure to have you with us here this morning. I've got, I've, got, I've got a question, and I want to ask this if you don't mind. You have ushered in a movement. America First is what I refer to it as. I've heard a lot of people give opinions on America First. I don't know that I've ever heard you explain exactly what America First means to you. Would you do that for us? Sure. Well, when I ran and won, I noticed that our country was being taken advantage of by many, many countries, uh, more than you can count. And any time we dealt with another country, they had the advantage. They were doing things that were bad to us, and we were giving them money, and we were giving them everything. It was always a one-way street. And I changed that. I put America first. I will help others, but America comes first. Like, as an example, with Ukraine, Europe is in for $100 billion less money than us. Europe is it's more important because, you know, they don't have an ocean between them and Russia, and we do. And it's just, you know, it's just a whole big, it's just a whole big difference. And they should be up, they should equalize with us, and they should equal us immediately. So if you take a look at that, if you take a look at so many other things, we're always helping other other countries. Other countries don't help us, uh, just traditionally. And we feel like the stupid people, but we're not the stupid people anymore. And when I was running it, I had it down really to a very good science, and they understood that. They really understood it. Like they asked Putin, who would you rather have as president, Trump or Biden? He said, and he likes me, he said Biden, which was a, a very nice answer from my standpoint because that's, you know, we, we got, he's getting away with murder. He's going to be able to take Ukraine. Ukraine would never have happened if I were president, if this election weren't rigged. We got the most votes in the history of our country. You know, we won in 2016, and then in 2020, we did much better. We got millions more votes, and it was a bad thing happened. And now you look at the world, and you see what's happening with Israel. You see what's happening with Ukraine and Russia. Uh, the Israel attack would have never happened. The Ukraine attack would have never happened. These are things that would not have happened. Uh, Iran, with respect to Israel— Iran was broke. They had no money. I wouldn't let co companies buy. I said any company that buys oil from Iran cannot do business with the U.S. And we had things moving good. We had no inflation. Inflation was caused by a very stupid energy problem. And uh, so putting America first means using common sense because everything's about common sense and helping others. But before we help others, we have to help ourselves. Mr. President, when you began initiating some of these America First proposals, there was a resistance. And I think, I mean, you're not naive. I'm not naive. I expect politics to be rough and tumble. But I've never seen anyone attacked 
as much as some of the forces that are aligned against you have attacked you. Does it make life tough for Donald Trump and his family to be attacked on so many fronts by so many forces? Well, the reason they're attacking is because I'm breaking up their way of life. I mean, people, globalists, they make a fortune off China, and they are willing to sacrifice our country to keep making a lot of money with China. I wouldn't let that happen. I didn't let that happen. I mean, you know, you're affecting their wallet, but to the good of our country. And I've done a lot with China. We've taken in almost $500 billion in tariffs and taxes and everything else from China. No president, I say this in my speeches all the time, has ever taken in 10 cents from China. I've taken in hundreds of billions of dollars. And, you know, you have people on the other side of that equation, and they get, they get angry. It, look, we had a great four years. We had the biggest tax cuts ever in history. We had the best economy in history. Our economy was the best ever. Your state is a rich state now, mostly because of the things I did for your state. I mean, uh, I love that state, by the way. I've won it all the time. I've won all the primaries. I've won everything I've ever done there. But, you know, we made car, car things possible. You're doing a big car business. But we have to keep it that way, and we have to bring in much more because these foreign countries are attacking us. China wants to send cars. You know, I put uh, 27 percent, 27 and a half to be exact, percent tariffs on cars coming in from China. If I didn't do that, you would have very little business right now in your state. South Carolina would not be the same, I can tell you. You are the leading figure in America first. That's undeniable. There's no doubt about it. People, some like it, some don't care much for it. I am a big fan of what you're trying to do. I'm a big supporter uh, of, of yours, but there are others that are seeming, seeming to kind of get on board. I'm thinking of um, J.D. Vance and Vivek Ramaswamy and even some Democrats are starting to consider the idea of putting America first. Or the, is there anybody out there that you pay attention to and, and really want to be somewhat of a leader in this movement that you've motivated so many millions to be a part of? Well, I think we have a lot of people, but, you know, one I have to mention, because she's really a terrific guy, uh, Tim Scott is your senator, and Tim Scott ran a campaign, and, you know, he did fine, but I thought he was not living up to his potential, frankly. And then he endorsed me, and I put him along with other people out as spokesman. And one of the greatest spokesmen we've ever had is Tim Scott, and I called him once. I saw him just ripping people apart, supporting America first, make America great again, and Trump and he was ripping people apart with enthusiasm like I've never seen. And I called him. I said, Tim, you do much better for me than you do for yourself. He sort of left. He said, yeah, I have a hard time promoting myself, but I have an e easy time promoting you and things that I, I believe in, things I you know, want to see happen. But it is a funny statement. I said, Tim, I can't believe it. You are so good. You're so dynamic. You're doing so good for me. But you do better for me than you did for yourself. And I understood it. He's a he's a great guy, and he doesn't sort of like talking about himself or something. But he's done a great job. And many, there are many. You mentioned J.D. Vance. He's been fantastic from Ohio. And, you know, I endorsed him. And when I endorsed him, he was in fourth place, fifth place. And he went up like a rocket ship. I can say that about a lot of people, actually. But he went up like a rocket ship. One of the reasons I moved Haley, I was no big fan of Haley, but... I wanted to give Henry McMaster a shot at being governor, and I was so happy I did. People love him, him and his wife, Peggy. But Henry McMaster was the lieutenant governor, as you know very well, and I'll, I'll, I'll bet you love him. He's just a great guy. 
But I wanted to give Henry the shot at being governor, and that was far more important than making Nikki because I had other people for that job. But and she was okay. But uh, Henry became governor, and he's become a very popular governor and a great governor. He's done a fantastic job. Never closed down your state. He's done a fantastic job. Does it feel unusual? Last question. President Donald Trump is joining us on Wake Up Carolina. Does it feel weird running against someone you appointed as UN ambassador in a state she was formerly governor of and the polls have you up as much as you are? Well, it feels a little strange because she said I would never run against my president. He was a great president. She said that for two years, maybe more. She came to Mar-a-Lago before she announced, like a couple of months before she announced, uh, and she uh, came there like literally solely to tell me that I will never run against you. You are a great president. And then three months later, so she's a little wacky. I would say that uh, it's a little bit different. I was never particular. I was never a huge fan, to be honest with you. I mean, the reason I did that with her, much more importantly, of the two reasons, I mean, she took over and she did okay. I would say okay. She had some problems. Uh, I don't think she'd be doing great as in the position that she happens to be applying for right now, which isn't going well. Don't forget, she lost Iowa in a record. We we won in a record. We won New Hampshire in a record. We won Nevada. And the way with her, she, she talks like I watched her speech yesterday, and she said, so she lost two states. She didn't lose two states. She lost Nevada. She lost the Virgin Islands. And she's down in every single state. And sometimes by, I mean, looks like she's down by 25 or 35 points, something like that, a large number uh, where you are. But if you look at that, uh, if you look at the uh, Super Tuesday, she's losing states by 90 to 9. I mean, she's down like 80 points and 75 points. And so I don't exactly know what she's, I know this, she's getting money from Biden. Biden is paying her money and she's getting money from Soros. She's getting money from all the radical left people because they much would prefer running against her. Look, in 2020, I got more votes than any sitting president in history. And there's more spirit now than there was in 2020, which is pretty amazing. Mr. President, thank you for your time. As long as you keep America first, and I know you will, we've got your back down here in good old South Carolina. Thank you very much for your time, sir. And thank you. I know you do, too, and I appreciate it. And I look forward to seeing you. Thank, thank you very much. You keep doing a good job. Thank you. Former President Donald Trump thank joining you very us. Much. Thank you. Joining us on Wake Up um, Carolina. Uh, I apologize for his accent. That's kind of an inside joke, right? Last time we had him on. I mean, that's, that's pretty phenomenal that, that we've had. I mean, what's the size of our radio market, Rev? Uh, 200. I mean, it's not, it's not a top yeah. 20 yeah. market. And the former president of America running in a South Carolina primary takes a few moments to join us on a show not in New York, not in Chicago, not in Boston, not in Dallas, not in Miami, but the PD region, Sumter region, Orangeburg region of South Carolina. That is a compliment to you. And I mean that sincerely. I mean, I was fortunate, blessed, cursed enough to talk with him personally and individually, but, but really and truly the only reason that their campaign carved out a little time on election Eve is they knew how many of you there were out there and how motivated you are to vote in a Republican primary. And I've never said, Hey, go vote for this candidate or that candidate. I guess I have on occasions, not normally I do that, but, but you know, I just say, go vote. If you haven't already voted, Go vote tomorrow, and your choices are Nikki Haley and Donald Trump. 
I'm a much bigger fan of Donald Trump. Not that I have anything personally against Governor Haley. I don't, and I mean that sincerely. I just believe that a unique disruptor is what we need today in American politics, and there's no way to convince me that Governor Haley is a unique disruptor. Take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments.